Gilda, you're listening to the Invisible Sensei podcast, and uh, wonderful to have you here with us, wherever you're listening to us, in this big, wonderful world of karate, jiu-jitsu, taijutsu, ninjutsu, jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, kravamaga. Meridote. Meridote. Well, America, we don't speak about Meridote, we're not at that level yet. Um, so I'm joined today by um, my brother-in-arms, the brother from another mother, and a cool mother. <laughs> Yeah, that, the sometimes, the sometimes too visible, Sensei. <laughs> um, Sensei Josh Skin, how you, brother? Yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me on again. I see you've run out of people to talk to again. Yeah, I mean, it's like honestly, you're my fifth. You're my fifth favorite person. That I, you were the fifth yeah. person I tried, and thanks. I believe thanks. that. <laughs> no, I um. So the world has changed somewhat since last time we got together. Um, for those of you who don't know, just to give you a, a little bit of a, a clue, um, I have with me on my table a coffee cup filled with coffee that I will be drinking. That is my own cup, no one else's. Uh, I have my own water bottle, and I have this great big bottle of hand sanitizer that I have been. I've never sanitized my, my hands so many times in one day. Uh, of course, big news at the moment is we are in the midst of the beginnings of the coronavirus. So uh, I thought I'd get since I Josh on, we'll talk about a number of things. I don't want to dwell too much on it because I think we're all aware of what's going on, just to get some, some thoughts on it. I put out a, the podcast prior to this, is called Corona Comité. Um, so... Not the only thing we're going to talk about today, Josh, but um, where are you sitting with it and how's it impacting the dojo and your training or just in general? Uh, like everywhere, we're kind of um, just taking it day by day. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you're the same. There's not much you can do when it's such a new virus to our species as we know it. Um, but, you know, we're finding a lot of the dojo in the area are starting to think about shutting down. Um, I, don't think officially we have any cases in our area so for, for me I, I, I see both sides of the argument where people are going well the hysteria is what's giving this thing power um, but then at the same time we do need to be careful I've been um, <coughs> talking to our students and even our instructors and, and saying you know for me I'm not personally uh, worried about the virus but I think there are steps we could be taking to make sure that not just this virus, but other ones like the common cold, the influenza, um, there are steps we could be taking to make sure that our uh, students are in the best position to stay healthy and um, offer them an environment that is clean and, and well ventilated. Um, so if anything, it's opened our eyes to the actual health. You know, people always talk about, no, it's a health and safety issue or it's, it's a health issue. It's a, we're, the, now we're actually going, okay, this is a health and safety issue. If we want our dojo, speaking for karate, you know, if we want our dojo doors to stay open, then these are some of the things we have to do. So, you know, introducing small things like opening up the doors. We have doors that walk throughout the whole the whole hall that we that we hire. Opening up before before classes and uh, wiping all the all the weapons down uh, are just some of the precautions we now have to take um, if we want to stay open. Everything's kind of in the hands of the government at the moment with the policies they want to introduce, but um, I think. For us, it's been better to over-prepare. As much as I actually, to, if I'm being honest, I, have, I didn't want to do any of that. I, 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 not to say that I'm against health and safety, but I just think, and I know we've talked about it in the past, if you just take the initiative to, to work on your own hygiene and, and washing your hands regularly, um, you know, making sure your gi's in a, in a tidy sort of, you know, state, um, you should have nothing to worry about. But then again, maybe that's just me downplaying it. 
Um, no, I agree with everything you said, man. I think that, you know, like I said in the previous podcast, that I think we need to apply a the same mentality that we do to a um, training and a, and a, I guess a, a self defense situation, and that we have to take all reasonable measures, but at the same time we have to apply common sense. I think it's really easy to be caught up in the media. So I guess I am really careful about who I take advice from. I don't go on Reddit or the, your YouTube or Facebook to find out my information because there was such a, a plethora of um, information available. What I'm doing is, um, yeah, I, I, I work with quite a few health professionals. So I'm kind of, I've got some good people advising me. Um, in terms of the dojo, of course, we had to, approach it and we have we have young children we have uh, older practitioners and you know just all care taken so what i've done in the short term until things become clearer is that we focus more on solo cutter practice um, we're doing weapon work but weapons in terms of cutter and just normal calisthenics um, <clears throat> uh, and also we have hand wash i give the dojo a good clean before and after the any training sessions um we're really lucky that i leave i'm i'm able to leave um, the ventilation open all the time so there's constantly fresh air going through the door so yeah aside from that i'm just um making sure we stay um, abreast of what's going on um and um to all our listeners too uh, an interesting thing for uh, josh and myself and also our brother in arms cso david redaway is that we have a seminar coming up in six weeks, a national seminar that we've been working towards for the last year. And of course, so when it comes to the question of some seminar or people's health and well-being, of course, we'll always choose health, health and well-being. So it's an interesting time for us, and we just if we can be, I guess, bring it back to that, uh, because we have to make sure we're staying abreast of what the government's saying. At the moment here in, in Aotearoa, or some people refer to it in New Zealand, they're encouraging any groups over uh, any groups up to 500 not if it's a group of 500 or more not don't not to not to congregate is that is that the right word mm, yeah and um so we're looking at probably i would imagine with our seminar um 100 and most that's kind of what our kind of point is um, and of course people are going to choose to come or not to come depending on how things develop or what their personal feelings are and, and, and all power to them too. But it's been, it's been a kind of an interesting situation. I think there's a lot of stuff out there. I think it's really important to um, consider where you're getting information from and then sort of you know, run it through the filter of common sense and um, yeah, make good decisions basically. I think the other thing to point out too is just for people maybe who are listening abroad is that the situation isn't nearly as dire as it is in other places um, as it is on you know for here in New Zealand. I think we have 11 confirmed cases, which you know when you think about the population in New Zealand, it's four and a half million. It's really not that much, but again, so so any downplaying, especially on my part, isn't uh, to make it a non-issue. But the situation isn't as bad as, for example, Italy and what we're seeing in Iran all those sorts of places um it's a scary time though it's a it's a it's a regardless of your thoughts on it it's it's something that's certainly in mine or your lifetime has never um 
cropped up before in the, in the sense that not just karate and martial arts, but it's impacting, you know, the markets and it's impacting um, job security, all that sort of thing. So, you know, outside of the uh, martial arts spectrum, it's a, it's a really scary time. You know, I teach kickboxing as for a career um, here in Hamilton, and, and even now I'm not at work because the owners of the gym are talking about long-term plans and, and what we're going to do to keep the place open, if we can at all. So, again, it rests in the hands of the government mm. on what their regulations are going to be about, you know, little things like schools, gyms, um, workplaces. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, the, it's a really bizarre time, and I think you know, I don't think it's too drastic to say in human history. I don't think we've... Mm in a few generations ever experienced anything like this where something that can seem so small as the coronavirus has really shut the world down. Mm. In better news, um, the world is healing itself because we're not ripping it apart by pollution because we we're not allowed outside anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. I think it was a, there's a real valid point you brought up to it in the, in the initial part of it, the quarter of a bow and that. Um, you know, like when, you know, we're very lucky that we live in a first world country. And so, it, in no way, shape, or form, are we seeking to sort of diminish the impact upon families, upon communities, countries. I mean, and in the, in this uh, terrible, you know. Um, <clears throat> so, probably as a little bit of a disclaimer, we're not seeking to. Well, I know I'm, I'm speaking with Josh as well. I'm just being taken the liberty. Um, we're not trying to be to minimalise the seriousness of the situation. I guess. The thing is, it's just, it's, again, it's something that we have to consider and it's having impact on our uh, economic situation, our, um, yeah, our, I guess on, on so many levels. But, you know, look, um, look, if you're listening to this, guys, and you know the story and you, you will follow your own conscience and I hope you're seeking good advice. Um, but I don't want to dwell too much on this, if we may. One of the things that I'm encouraging all our karate and martial arts friends around the country and around the world to do is to reach out to each other via this means um, do some online stuff take this opportunity to research get on youtube get inspired but keep training i think it would be dangerous i think if for me i know well i'll speak for myself karate is a part of my health my mental health my physical health and um I think that the context of my training may change but I do want to keep training because I think also anything that you're doing which um, encourages a healthy outlook and makes you fitter, uh, makes you more ready and able, I think it's a good thing. So so unless of course there's extenuating circumstances, um, I really encourage people to take this as, to make the best out of the situation and to really start reaching out to each other. Break a few boundaries, you know, like um, get over your style bias and Cool, you know. yeah, and, and break a few bones. Don't be scared to. Break a few bones. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> the, I, I've been wondering why I've been losing students. I think I've just put okay. my finger on why. So, so let me just say that the views expressed by Sensei Josh Scandal not necessarily those of Tuali. <laughs> <laughs> like All right. said, sometimes too visible. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I've just come up. I've, no, I was in the green room prior to this. I was sitting in the green room and I remember I was sitting in the spa and I said to. Um, to, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Gregor, the, um, the um, masseuse, as um, they were turning the... That was your rider? Mine was terrible. Yeah. I had to make my own cup of tea yeah. before this. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's my, you know, green room. You know, you know how it is, man. Um, I don't. I was sitting, I was sitting and I was thinking, what are we going to talk about? And I've just realised what we're going to talk about. We're going to do a bit of personal disclosure, young man. So we're going to talk about how me and you know each other and how we got to know each other and how we've trained and... Sort of our various situations. 
So allow me to start if I may. Um, so Josh's um, sensei or Shihan or Kyoshi is uh, Shihan Warren Smith who runs the Shinjukai do- Dojo in Hamilton here in New Zealand. And um, I was, I ran into a student, um, Tony, Big Tony, um, in, in, in a social situation and I was looking for a dojo trainer. I just kind of moved to Hamilton. I didn't really know the landscape too well. And he just talked about um, the Shinjuku dojo and I went along. And it's really funny because it was actually Josh's father who encouraged me to stay. I remember going along to the school hall where they were, they were doing it. What was the name of that school hall? Woodstock. 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 Not Woodstock, the the rock festival. No, we're not talking that long ago. Um, Respect to Jimi Hendrix. God bless you. Um, But um, I went along and Josh's dad was sitting there, uh, one of these spectators, and I just walked in and I watched um, Shihan Wong putting the students through the paces and I was kind of sitting there in the back and um, your dad, one of my closest mates, Oh, Rick came up to me and just started talking and just made me feel really welcome and then of course I got to meet Shihan and I had had, I had trained, I was a, you know, I, you know, I was a kurobi before I started but I just remember my first impression was just watching and going, man this is as good as training I've seen in Okinawa or Japan, this is, and there was just something really, I don't know, there was something really, I, I, I want to say magical but just something really real and authentic about Shihan Warren and just came up and started talking to me and um, for me my training with the Shinjukai started there um, Josh at the time like Josh how old are you 22 23 20, I can be 22 if you want okay. <laughs> 23 23 so Josh is 23 I'm 48 so it gives you an idea of the of the massive um, <laughs> age difference although people do say look like his younger brother <clears throat> no they don't but I was I was I'm so alone <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh and his uh, older sister Jamie were training the dojo at the time and yeah man so yeah what, what do you remember if anything I know it was a long time ago Josh started training when you were five yeah five or six mm-hmm. I, I people are going to listen to us and go oh yeah shut up you're not that old but I'm now at an age where I'll take the younger years <laughs> 21 right yeah 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 of course definitely um I, I I don't I don't think I remember that day, but I remember that week. Um, we were told. So this is Sensei Tuwadi. He's come to train with us, and as a five or six year old, I'm looking up at this what seems to be a twelve foot two guy, <laughs> and just shaking. Um, anyway, we're we're doing the um, sort of like just Shinza, you know, kilowatt all that sort of thing. Um, Jim Warren gives us a break. We go get some water, and Dad. It had for the last couple of trainings talked about you, and um, so he's like, Oh, you know, his name's Sensei Tuwadi, and he's a really good guy, and I think he just stays around the corner from us, and yeah, lovely guy, new. Um, anyway, he goes, Hey, I see he's, he's over there sweating, sweating up a storm. Take this bottle of water to him, um, it'll be a nice thing to do. And I said, Oh, um, can you? And he's like, No, go take it over, <laughs> go take it over to him. And it got to a point where they go take it over to him. So I'm, I'm sitting here, the water's shaking out yeah. of the bottle. And I'm like, this is this hey, um, here. And I just put the bottle down and ran away. <laughs> yeah, that was my first. Yeah, I remember that though. I remember that. And um, 
No, it was um, the beginning of the end, as I like to refer to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, my impressions of coming to the Shinjuku right off were just um, um, so Josh and I are both Māori. Um, Shihan Waran or Kyoshi Waran is Māori. Um, and I guess there's certain cultural norms that we have. I mean, if you're Polynesian, you know what we're talking about. Or, you know, just there's a certain way of being. And, and certainly, I think Shihan Waran really exemplified that. It made me feel really comfortable. The thing too is that I came in as a complete unknown. Shihan Waran had never met me, had no reason to allow me to be in the dojo, let alone wear a black belt. <coughs> um, he was he was just like, wear what you've got and jump in the lineup. And yeah, it was the start of a, it's, it's been the start of a, it was the start of a really amazing journey for me personally because um, uh, she and Warren later on I would um, I would my daughter is she and Warren's uh, my daughter she and Warren's uh, my daughter's mother is she and Warren's niece so he's not only um, he's not only a great instructor and a, and a great person but he's also family <laughs> so I can't get away from him who beat me up um, but what was really cool about it man it was the people that were around the door too. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, you like yourself, your mother, um, your father. Just there was a massive family group around the door. And it was the first door that I went to where you could, that was really in evidence. Um, prior to that, to be honest, I trained a lot in situations where I didn't actually like the people I was training with or by. And that could be just my young arrogance. But uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things. And I mean, in. Um, yeah, it was really cool and I just sort of felt at home right away and you know she had one was really cool um, I just remember you being this little kid this this little this little boy um, who just trained Still us. Hello, by the way. <laughs> right, in relation to me dear back it off back it off um, but this little boy who just trained his butt off and as, 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 your sister, as your older sister did too I mean just hard trainers worked really hard and you guys were kind of rock stars right from the beginning and um you know again you know, as we kind of got to know each other i mean i remember i remember you know i remember your mother telling me for telling everyone in the dojo to shut up one night and she did it with a word she did it with a look you know she did it with i don't know how would you think she did it with what shall we call um that God, how would you how would you term it? If staring gazingly into a camera is a smolder, she gave you what I would call the boulder. <laughs> she gave me not the smolder, she gave me the boulder. And geez, I felt um oh man, I felt so ridiculously stupid. But um, you know, I remember that we were doing tournaments and things like that and, and it was just a really good time, man. Um and it's interesting because I do want to do a little bit of personal disclosure and talk about kind of those times because it was a difficult time for me as well. Um, I was in, a, in the midst of a relationship that, that um, broke up at, um, you know, as, as these relationships do. That was a real difficult time. It was a dark time. Um, and um, I think at that time, Karate and, and particularly the Shinjokai family were a huge part of me continuing on and, and getting some, some degree of healing. That was a few years in the making, but I just remember things, like, these are the things I remember. I remember you guys throwing me a birthday party. I'd never had a birthday party before. Um, just down the gardens one day, uh, she had a warrant and just threw me a birthday party. It was just KFC sitting sitting down at the, um, down at the lake, but it was just so special. 
Um, I think going around and meeting Bunty and Warren and then becoming, you know, like uncles to us. It was so, it was so amazing. Um, I think watching you and, and Jamie just improve and improve and improve and then getting to and then you guys came around to my house which was just around the corner of yours and us training together and and actually you not being so frightened of me was really cool actually after a while I think you were slapping my big bald head um but yeah I mean it's really and, and it was cool because uh at a certain point I think we all started to realize what was possible if you kept going I mean um and it's funny because there was a there was probably, was it, did we work it out, it was 12 years? Yeah, 12, yeah. So, I left, um, I left Hamilton, and kind of just went roving, um, and trying to get my head together on this and that, and it was 12 years between, between seeing Josh, and you know, training with him on a regular basis, and with Sheehan Warren, and coming back and coming up to a gashuku that you had organised, which was a fantastic gashuku. They had people from all over Australia, New Zealand training was fantastic. Um, and just walking into the dojo and just going and being quite nervous because I remember getting hold of uh, Shian Warren and saying, "Oh look, Shian, can I come to this gashuku?" Because I got in window it somehow, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, come." So I just hopped on a car and drove. Uh, it's about eight, nine hours to Hamilton in my little in my little Suzuki Swift that everyone laughs at. <laughs> That everyone can't believe I can fit into. Long story. I'm still here. A side issue we need to talk about later is yeah. the fact that it'd been so long you didn't feel like you could stay. So mm. this idiot slept in his car yeah. the night before the Gashuku, which we'll talk about one day. We'll talk about one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, I suppose for me going to Dojo, and of course, but where I had trained at the Shinjukai was a different place. You guys had moved um, to a really lovely um, area and an actual to what used to be a railway hall. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Uh, a beautiful dojo. It's got um, a number of rooms, um, so you've got and a beautiful walking tour anyway. Um, and just walking in there, just having nostalgia, walking in and seeing, you know, the photos and people and things like that, and just and just seeing Josh as a twenty-year-old. You know, as a sundan, as a sensei in his own right, uh, with facial hair. <laughs> um, which, good on you, good on you. I, I love that. You've got to keep that, that ghost glue on there because it'll just come off when you sweat, you know, just so you know. Um, well, I see it less than an accomplishment, more of a failure in hygiene. That's that's corona filled, that's what that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> weeding ground, mate. Weeding ground. Um, but walking in and seeing Sheehan Warren. Um, seeing Josh walk in as this young sensei um, you know who's you know taught when I last saw him he was like come up to about my belly button and now he's just like this young man it was really it's a quite an emotional moment and it felt like seeing family he hadn't seen in a long long while I know that you know for me the Shinjukai holds a special place in my heart um, as does some of the other dojo that I've trained in them. I think probably for me the Shinjokai and the Shogun dojo and, uh, with Shihan Den and, and the Cook Islands are probably my two probably two dojo that stand out to me as really important uh, learning places, not just for martial arts but just for life in general. And you know what, man, I mean, I, I came in and I was just going, man, I was really proud. I was really proud of you. I'm really proud of you. and what you've achieved and it's it was so crazy we hadn't seen each other in 12 years but immediately we just we just had the same weird 
weird sense of humour. And I apologise if somehow there was a bit of transference going on thereby. I apologise. But um, yeah, you've turned into this really amazing instructor in your own right. A great expression of Sheehan Warren's teaching. And um, what was really cool too is that um, your brother and your uh, mum um, got into training on a regular basis and now are uh, black belts in their own right too. That's awesome, mate. Yeah. yeah. I, another thing we have in common is we have an inability to accept compliments, so I appreciate <laughs> that, and I have no idea what to do with that. Well, okay, so just as long as you send the money that we agreed that you were paying me to say gotcha. it, um, just as long as that check clears, I'm good. No, I mean, you know, the thing for me too is that um, the path that you've chosen and the, and the way that you walk it is really incredible to me in the, in the sense that. I mean, I literally, there's a, there's a guest who's going to be coming on our podcast, um, hopefully very soon, and I won't, we won't give it away in case it doesn't happen, but it looks like it's going to happen, who, the only person I could talk to about and that would understand the importance of it or how excited it was is Josh. Um, I have another friend of mine here in, um, here in uh, Wellington, um, since they Mike Dombrowski. If you follow our, our Facebook page, you'll see me do quite a bit of um, partner work with Sensei Dombrowski because Josh refuses to move uh, 500 miles to um, Wellington. Anyway, that's another thing. But um, I think you'll find it's 800. But but I, but he but I will ring him and say, oh, such and such happened in Dojo if I can't find Josh. It's really funny because you know there's certain things that, you know certain moments where you go, no one would get this but someone who gets this. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and so, how would you how would you describe your your journey, bro. I mean, coming from that wee boy and sort of seeing the Shinjokai go through a lot of changes. I mean, you would have seen them come and go in that time. You've trained since you were five. You've done it you literally your whole life. Um, yeah. What's? How would you describe your journey? I immediately the first thing that stands out to me about, uh, particularly my training and having watched the way that my sensei and his peers used to train i feel like we're in this this phase that's always it's always changing it's always morphing where you know the masters of old would tra- train until their bones broke and my senseis would train until their knuckles cracked and we trained until our knuckles bruised and now we're slowly progressively getting into this phase not not that trainings are getting weaker but i think people are becoming more aware of the science of martial art as well and that, um, especially, you know, you know, you see, regardless of like, your thoughts on them, if you see people who do sport karate, it's all science, it's all talking about how the body works and how the body moves, and, and there's sometimes little to no contact in that, that training. Um, that's one thing I, I definitely noticed, is that we're moving out of the phase of conditioning, which is still there, but not as prevalent. I would, this is just my opinion, it's not as prevalent as it used to be. Um, and we're moving in towards like a science era where science meets traditional karate. Um, but as for what you were talking about, just to go back, um, my family and the people that knew you before you went away have often commented, and I, I think it's unrelated because although you were a big part of my childhood, it was that 12 years of, of and just, just for both of us, you know, I was growing up, you were out there, you know, sort of rediscovering yourself. Um, it's, it's amazing to me that in that 12 years, we, I think, I think as a, I think as a kid, I so looked up to you, but we were so different people. 
12 years, you went back and we were uh, we were like cut the same rug anyway. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that that maybe there was that little bit of transference with the, with personality, but it was so cool to because you know we, coming to that Gashuku, I think I was one of the last ones there to show up just because I had so much to organise the night before. So I showed up to this pre-training, uh, so the pre-Gashuku training, and saw you. And, and initially, I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know how this is going to be. Like, I was, I was like shaking. I was like, nervous. I don't know why. And then, honestly, it was like it was like I was talking to a mirror, and like we were just, we just, you know, it, it's been like that ever since. And you know, to the extent that even um, Sensei Tuwadi's wife has started calling me at one point his bride, like his bro wife, because you know, the things that he feels like he can't talk to Tiawa about, especially when it comes to karate. You know, he'll ring me, and we'll have. We'll have midnight conversations, like conversations that go to midnight and into the early morning about, you know, blah 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 wants to be on the podcast or you'll never guess who just missed this me. Say good luck for the seminar. <coughs> the um yeah, but my journey. I'm I where would I say I'm at? I'm at a point where, you know, it used to be about, you know, as a kid it was always about okay. I didn't have much confidence as a kid, so I want to get my black belt. By then, I want to have some confidence. I want to be able to, like, you know, um, really engage with people and, and connect with them on a on a on a higher level. Because as as you will know, like when I started as a kid, I, the thought of making eye contact with someone, let alone holding a conversation, and, and can I just just I'm going yeah. to interrupt you there because I'm, I want to just give a little bit of insight to to our listeners of how you were with the kid now. Josh is extremely brutal on himself about how he was as a kid, and I can certainly understand, you know, the, you know, that, you know, we sort of look back and, ugh, you know, we roll our eyes at ourselves. But Josh was a very, very, I would say, um, a hard on sleeve, very lovely, very sensitive kid, um, very close to his parents and very loving and and things like that. I mean, and and I could, I guess, I could uh, relate to that because I was very similar. Um, and almost, you know, you look back and go, oh, I might have been a little bit too sensitive. I thought, for me, bro, you you were just, you grew up in a very supportive family, from what I could see, um, just really close to your family, and um, I, I don't think it was, a, it was an issue of just shyness, and in our language, you call it whakama. So to, to be whakama means that, you know, you just don't like to make a noise. You were, when you got to know you, you know, you were just like a normal bouncy kid, but... Um, initial, initially you were very quiet and kind of reserved, I guess like most little kids trying to assess the situation so I'm going to not let you do that thing you do as they're always going to be how kind of wimpy and someone that if, I had been, if I had been allowed to finish my point one of, here's, here was my problem all kids to some extent have a capacity to be shy I spent every training for the first three years trying not to vomit before every training that's how New point. I um, was that nervous of, of social settings and, and um, just the that just the, I, it's not a, it's not like a it's not like a social awkward. It, I was petrified of it. You know, like my parents. My parents were about to the fact that they used to have to try and pay me to go to people's birthday parties, and and it was just that scared the to, to use a brutal word that scared the shit out of me. Mm. Being and being just having to interact with people. So there was an element of like I was just straight up scared. Mm. Um, maybe not three years. Probably the first year, I would, you know, and my parents were actually I'm, I'm sitting in the car, like trying not to vomit because I'm because I'm just so scared of what we're going to do that night. Not even that the contact was that good, that bad. Yeah, not not that the trainings were that hard. It's just 
don't know. I don't know what it was. So I said, by the time I get to Black Belt, which, which was turned out to be bloody a long eight years, mm. um, even even halfway at that point, I was I was absolutely fine in social settings. So in terms of journey, it's given me the confidence to. You know, like like as a kid, the thought of doing this and sitting down with a with a respected sensei and who's turned out to be one of my peers, we never even dreamed of it. But you know, um, but sorry, that, that wasn't really the point of what I was talking about. It's like the confidence that gets gets given me, and it's just progressively increasing. Not to I hope not to a point of arrogance, but I'm now at a point where oh that I would never have even dreamed of being at, where I get to sit back and watch my students progress and you get to see the lights switching on in them that you know to be honest Xi'an Warren and yourself help switch on in me um, so to kind of be in a position now where I'm sort of carrying the torch that was being lit for me um, and see that light go on in others is something that, that I'm really really enjoying at the moment um, I am I going on or no not at all, not at all. I, I think um it used like you know like last year I was just getting to a point until the seminar actually until the seminar I was getting to a point where I was like well this is just boring I mean the same things I understand training for longevity but I just don't know if I have uh, found that thing that keeps me going and until then to be honest I was looking at well what do I need to do to keep me interested <laughs> rather than look at well what are the students need that will keep me busy enough to be interested and that's totally changed my whole outlook on karate is that is that you reach a point as a sensei or even as a black belt that it's not about you anymore you do things in your you do everything you can in your power to advance the interest of your students and when they're doing well you're doing well um so that's kind of where i'm at at this point um it's been a really good year for something that's been such a hectic year. You know, we're only three months deep and we've got coronavirus. We've had, you know, um, important figures in the martial arts and, and in the, you know, celebrity, I'm using the bunny ears here, celebrity mm. culture passing away and mm. all that sort of mm. thing. Where would you say you're at in your journey? Again, I'm using inverted commas here. Mm. Um. It's funny because I don't think, I, I think there's certain things which are always <clears throat> present in your training. And I know certainly, you know, I can certainly relate to, I mean, for, for me, anxiety and depression have, I was diagnosed with depression in my 30s, in my early 30s, I don't know, in my mid 30s. Um, uh, but it was always, it's always been a part and parcel of my life. Um, and I don't mean that in the sense that it's kind of this hugely dominant thing, but at times it's rears, it rears its head. Um, and I say heads, not heads, because it's a mini kind of tiered kind of hydra looking thing in my life. Um, so I suppose with that comes a, comes a definite need for perfectionism. Um, where there's depression, anxiety, oftentimes what goes along with it, at least in my case, is a desire for perfectionism and also to compare oneself to other people. There's so many things that I would rather be like. I, I watch um, Sensei right away get out there and do cut and I'm like, oh my god, he's so fast and I wish I could be, you know, that light. And then you get out there and, you know, you kick Jordan while you get it just because you can without any kind of warm up and you do your stuff. And I also like the open and closed hip stuff you do. And then I go, oh man, I, don't, I can't move like that. 
and then you know you get online and just sort of see people oh my god you know I'm, I guess for me I'm just struggling with that desire to be perfect and struggling with that desire to compare myself to other people um, in terms of the technical stuff I think that I'm at a place of it's just constantly constantly reviewing and um, but so I'm 48 at the moment and I guess I'm starting to formulate a plan for my longevity um, so technically there are going to be cut to probably that I'm going to do less and less as I get older um, I do yodo and kubura and jujitsu but there are going to be some things that I'm not going to do anymore because I just don't I can't see them adding to the longevity of my training and <clears throat> it's also I think too like you say finding ways to keep yourself interested and there is you know, like we were talking about with the corona information and stuff like that there are so many things there's so much information out there you know YouTube's huge you know, uh, Facebook all that stuff is hugely influential in terms of being able to be inspired there's so many things that I, I love and watch but also too I think it can become quite overwhelming I don't know for me um I guess where I want to be and where I'm at is I just want to train with people that I enjoy. Like, um, you know, just doing this podcast, I've met so many cool people. I mean, the people who spring to mind, um, you know, my mate uh, Brumi Sensei over there in Ken's, um, Rudolph, our brother Rudolph Valentino, um, which is obviously a pseudonym, uh, brother over there, um, all of the Ken's um, karate family that I've yet to meet. Um, Jeff McDonald's, uh, Sheehan, up there in Brunswick, um, Carl Zane McCormick, my brother in Hackett, um, Dave Jackson, who's up there on Vancouver Island, and my mates uh, Rob Trailer and all the bros in, in the UK. Um, what I'm enjoying is creating a community of people who actually just love the art and don't look at it through the lens. I mean, we're always going to look at it through the lens of our culture and our upbringing and things like that, but at the same time, what binds us is a love of the art um, and a genuine love of the discovery that comes through it. So that's where I'm mean, I'm kind of at the strange kind of point where also I can't do anything right in my own mind. Um, I've always striven to be a sensei who hopefully can do what I ask my students to do, you know. Um, and yeah, at times I kind of, you know, kind of sort of doubt myself. Like the other night we were doing kata, and we were doing, uh, what kata were we doing? We were going through Gekusai Daini. Gekusai Daini. And I realised there's a certain part uh, towards the end where there's a sort of a suriasha slide as you come back, you know, this, and they come into the haito and then come into the moshuke. Uh, for those of you who know the kata. Um, and I realised that when I taught my students those last four techniques, I've got a bad left knee, so it limits my movement in Nikoashidashi and cat, in cat stance. And it also limited my ability to do the stance properly. So what my students have done is I've taught them to do it like me, wrongly, because of an injury. And they've kind of done it in that way because they've trusted me, obviously, the fools, the fools. Um, and I, was, and I was training with uh, Vidaway Sensei, I got him to the lead out on some of the training. I was going, oh my God, I've been teaching everyone the wrong because um, of my own limitations. And, I, and it's, it was a nice m moment and reminder for me that um, it's okay to not get it right and to be able to go, oh yeah, I've had it wrong. And just to 
that that's okay. Um, if I put what my students need to learn and doing it properly and making making it make sense to them, then that's really important. So, um, yeah, man, and I'm, I suppose also to something which I'm really enjoying is our seminars. I'm really enjoying Gorge, you guys. I mean, I'm enjoying the prep and the promo, um, the training, and just sort of that shared their goal. And I love, I think for me with martial arts too, it's about the connection with people. Is really important, and yeah, I mean, it's not all about punching, kicking, and being combat effective, but it is actually about enjoying the process, you know, yeah. and not being perfect and laughing about not being perfect together, you know. Yeah, oh, how we've laughed! <laughs> oh, how we've laughed! Yes. Just on that note, though, just on that note, I don't know if we've talked about it, but just I think we should touch real quick on mm-hmm. the seminar if we may. Mm-hmm. We have no plans on stopping. If you've made it this far in the podcast, well done. You're, you're a greater <laughs> man. Let's see where you're at. Okay, so let me just look across the desk and you're at, and then let me push that up there, move my headset out of the way, let me move the mic. Um, uh, you're at 40 minutes and 40 seconds. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, but we have no plans on, we have no plan on stopping. Look, unless the government outwardly comes out and says, if you're a Goju guy and you're hosting a seminar from the 1st to the 3rd of May, don't do that, we will be carrying on. We'll be doing everything we can to keep going. Um, And and with, like we've said, you know, we'll, we're not going to be fighting to knock it on the head too if it becomes something which is going to be a risk. Um, like, yeah, yeah. And, and I think we'll cancel, we'll cancel it tastefully, you know, we'll make a Batman reference and talk about how it's a seminar you deserve, but not the seminar you need right now. <laughs> I like that, it's a good one. Because it's a seminar. No, this is not. You're getting the seminar you need, not the seminar you deserve. Because how we do it with the Batman voice? I'm yeah. Batman. Yeah. I'm Batman. We're going to run. But not because we deserve it. But because we, we can take it. Do you know, you have to say... Look, if you decide based on that reference alone that you don't want to come, that's totally fine. I understand. <laughs> if I wasn't one of the hosts, I wouldn't come either. <laughs> now, you will notice in um, a lot of our stuff too, our material for the um, Goju guys... <laughs> I was turning into unprofessional Goju guys. But wait, let's talk to this gentleman who I've never met before about Goju guys. Excuse me, sir. Uh, they're out there on the street. You went to Goju guys last year. How's it affected your life? Well, let's. I can't even keep going with that. <laughs> okay, you do it to me. I'll do it. I'll do it. You go. Hey. Strange man. That looks, that looks, that looks exactly like Sensei Tuhari. How did you find the seminar last year? Oh, it's made me taller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel oh. so much lighter. As we speak, three people have just pulled out the camera. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going, how do we get our money back? How do we get our yeah. money back? I, I'll, 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 I'll try again. I'll do it seriously, out. though. I'll do it seriously. Do it. Because we just, you know, I can edit out this bit. They can just, they'll think that I'm just a normal person. Go ask me again. Ask me anything about the seminar. Ask me about attending. Ask me my name. Whatever. Go. Hey, person who looks like Sensei Tuwadi. Give us your name and tell us where you're from and tell us what you thought of the seminar last year. My name's... Coffee cup. What a what a bottle. So what a, <laughs> My name is Coffee Cup Mc Water Bottle. You tell me. Anyway, what I was gonna say is that if you see the promo material that we use, me, Josh and I are sort of um, nerds on sci-fi, fantasy, and all that sort of stuff, but we make it look good. Let's be honest. You wouldn't look at us and those guys are nerds, but we're total nerds. So, um, Shemaya McNichol, who's this incredible designer who's designing all that stuff, designed our Gorgeous Guy stuff last year. Just absolutely 
beautifully talented artist and a, and a karateka in our own right as well, a dedicated karateka in our own right. It's put together some wonderful stuff. So this year we've kind of gone, what, what, what's the style, sort of a airbender motif? Would you say? Yeah, the avatar of the last year bender, sort of, um, mm. yeah, right, mm. nail on the head. Yeah, um, and last year we went with Samurai Jack. Now the thing is, is that's one of the things with me and Josh, is we know who that, all that stuff is. I mean, Josh has got an excuse because he's 20. I've, I've got no excuse because I'm always 15. <laughs> so, so the younger members of my family look at me like, you're an old nerd. So that feels good. So we thought, how can, what's the best way we can get away with doing this stuff? Yeah. Oh, let's do a seminar. Here's, here's an easy breakdown of how our, uh, the three of us work together. I'm the guy that goes, hey, I just saw this thing on TV, uh, this great anime, have you seen this? To where goes, yeah, that's great, we should put it into the seminar. And David goes, what? <laughs> David, David goes to what now? David goes, yeah. what, an, an, what is this? Anime, 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 What is this? What is this? I mean, yeah. I'm <laughs> this is unme. This unme you speak of. But Sensei Redway does actually something really cool. He collects motorbikes and they're all really cool. Like Ducati's, like serious, serious motorbikes and he races them too. So, yeah, when it comes to kind of outwardly cool stuff, he kind of wins. Yeah, yeah. Give us one rep for yes, two for no. Yeah, <laughs> I never liked him. I never liked him. But, um, yeah, no, so like, it's, but getting right back to what Josh said, look, we, we're going to continue with that seminar. Um, until it is, until it becomes clear that it's not safe to do so. Um, I think at most we're going to get, we're looking at limiting it to 100 people. Um, and we're just going to have some fun and we, uh, we're going to get down and just enjoy. I mean, for me, the, uh, one of the real attractions too is not only the quality of the training and the people that we meet, but also the social interaction as well. We do have um, close friends that are coming from Australia who will probably have to as things become clearer, you know, they're going to have to make some decisions about what's best for them. We don't want people to put themselves out for a three-day period to just have to go into isolation for 14 days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's the the Bordure guys are something that Josh and I and Sensei Rido are really passionate about. It's kind of, we Josh coined the phrase, it's a movement. And it's a movement, I think back to what karate once was and that it's a collaborative thing uh, we are all about learning from each other and, and a lot of people say that but I mean I think that the seminar comes down to <clears throat> the people who attend it make it you know we're all about creating I guess the environment and letting people grow in that environment I mean if we don't have answers to questions I mean I really enjoyed last year but Josh did a wonderful session about if you look on our Facebook page, you'll see it. Um, just about entering. So, irimine, no, irimi, irimi. Mm, sorry, irimini, minimini. Sorry, I was close to any Japanese listeners. <laughs> Business. For um, the um, But just okay. entering some entering stuff. Um, the open closed hips, um, just the focus of power and just looking at different transitions. Sensei Rido taught some fantastic Nenzuku Kuita. Um and I did weapon work and some empty hand stuff. I did, remember it was like, was it that patty cake game sort of thing? I can't remember what it's called. It wasn't that memorable. But, you know, I just, it's, it's really fun to see those aha moments happen on people's faces. And we're all in the same, we're creating a, a platform where we're all in the same I guess starting at the same place, you know. We just, we're like Josh and I get really nervous. We talked about anxiousness before, 
uh, Josh and I are very animated at the best of times. We're always joking around and being idiots. And when we're not, people call us. People say, "Oh, when we're in the dojo, there's a, we've got the sensei face on." <laughs> Yeah. But outside yeah. of it, you know, we're complete clowns. Um, but before this, before the seminar, we were in the morning, we were there, we were getting our gears and everything together, go down and open up the door joint. We were like, going, you know, we, we actually knew how many people were going to be there, but we were still going, maybe people won't come. Maybe no one's going to yeah. come. And we usually yeah. talk a lot and we didn't say a thing to each other because we were too busy yeah. having anxiety attacks on the way to the dojo. Well, you know, we have this thing where, you know, we're the same... You know, we're the same goofy couple, like sort of couple of couple of people until we put our geese on. Then we become completely different people. We, we become sensei. We're serious. Um, you know, but on the way to training, we've always, you know, if anyone that knows us, I'll say one thing. Yeah. So, will take it and, and just run with it, and, and we end up way past being the, way past the point where it's funny. So left the field. Only us find it funny because we know we've killed the joke when we. Prepared, prepared to take a go, uh, take it even further. Mm. Well, on the way to the seminar, mm. you remember we grabbed our keys, we jumped in the car, and we just nothing the whole way, which is so unlike us. We were so nervous, and then before it's funny as that seminar was getting started, you know, there's about 50, 60 people waiting, literally just waiting for our beep and call for the for the seminar to start. Mm. We're by the cummies are going. Is, is, is it too late? Is it too late to pull out? If we just disappeared, would, would Dave, do you think David? Did I genuinely? People, yeah. people will listen to this and laugh, but we're genuinely going. Oh, I don't know what. What have we done? What have we done? And then David called for it to start, and then just typical yeah, yeah. two idea Josh game face sensei sensei mode. Let's go. Yeah. Well, um, I think David also sensei right away gave a good piece of um, advice to both of us. He just oh, just be you. You'll be fine. Just be you. Which is, I think, if you're teaching a seminar and things like that. I, I think sometimes it's possible to hold on too tight. If you're teaching a seminar, um, one, you've got to realise that in the beginning that people, there's going to be haters, and we certainly had our share of haters. There was a lot, we learned a lot of lessons last year just in the journey too, and then the journey from last year to this year, there's been a lot of drama, and not, not from us, but towards us. <coughs> and, um, and let me tell you, when we get some notoriety, you're getting called out. Why are you on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, but at the same time, it creates resilience. And and I think that seminars, the thing about Gashuka and things like that's the way forward to invite people to train with each other and actually um, don't tell, show. You know, like actually make honest, honest, um, a nice attempt to exchange. I mean, look, I know that. That particular um, strategy at times is backfired because I've had some ooh clowns. <laughs> some people going ooh yeah maybe not yeah ooh how to put this how to put this because <laughs> the guy standing at the front going okay so what we're going to do is I'm going to attack you using only my spirit and the color puce. <laughs> okay, uh, is there like a cutter for that or you know so we've had that but then you've seen these amazing people amazing practitioners and we've had. Um, Sensei Phil, um, Sensei Phil from formerly of Kuru Chinade, come down and take some wonderful seminars and made some really good friends. Um, the point of a seminar, I think, is to get to know people and to create opportunities for people to actually interact and learn from each other. Do you reckon, mate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I found it, sorry, just to cut back a little bit, I found it interesting that the people who messaged in. Hey, you know, not to, not to get into, the, into it, because I don't like to give them too much airtime, but 
the people that messaged you saying, well, who are we to do a seminar? Uh, ironically, the same people that would love people to come to their seminar and talk about how open they want to be about styles exchanging, but only on their terms. Mm-hmm. You know, so these were the people messaging saying, you know, you you go to their Facebook page and and they always say, you know, come to the seminar because we're all about being open. And then they're more than happy to message us and say, who are we to host a seminar? Where you're tra- like, what's your agenda? Because you're trying to be too open. It just, I just found it really interesting that it, it kind of raised for the first time for me that there are people out there who talk about being open and then they have this hidden agenda. So I, I at that point understood why some people message going, well, what's your agenda? What are you guys trying to get out of this? We said, no, for the first time, you know, in terms of the, the people holding seminars, we don't want anything. We want you to come and, and, and exchange. If you don't like us, Come to the seminar and hopefully we prove you wrong. Yeah. If you do like us, come to the seminar because you're going to be really, really yeah. surprised at what we yeah. yeah. I, uh, but yeah, it's more about just getting people in and just exchanging, like you said. You know, the, the masters of old would always get together and exchange and, and criticize each other in, in a, in a complimentary way. I mean, like back seven people on the, on the way home in the car, like what you mean, you. You've got it exactly right. It's fantastic. We want to keep exactly that tradition. Right. That's a great tradition. <laughs> but, you know, they'd get together and they'd exchange and they'd improve upon their style based on criticisms that were constructive. And then we kind of entered, it, as, a, as, a, as a martial art, we entered this phase where we were going, no, you're not to train with. Because they're no good for our style. You're not to train with these people because they're no good for our agenda. We want to move it back to a point where we go, we're not even here to criticize you, but let's get this exchange going mm. because we hopefully have stuff to offer you, but we know you've got stuff to offer us as well. Yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. just see yeah. it. Yeah. Entering, entering, into the, entering, into, uh, entering into the interaction with an actual genuine desire. I mean, we're, all, we're at 53, bro, so um, I'll hand it back to you and finish off with him. And I think that... People who ask what your agenda 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 is, is is and find it hard to understand that we don't have an agenda other than training. I think what it comes down to is they're coming from an agenda-based kind of background where there's always an angle or there's always a reason or this and that. I mean I just genuinely want to be inspired by what other people are doing. We've got some wonderful people at this stage coming. We've got um, our brother Jesse Puato who's coming from New Plymouth, who's a former world Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion. Um, uh, he's been to Korea um, fighting in the Hapkido style um, that guy goes to open mat and he teaches one of the best I think one of the best MMA and Jiu Jitsu facilities in the country that he has created from the ground up um, we've got people like uh, Sensei Murray Simpson who's a he's been a he's been a real support to us doing this stuff um, um, uh, Shihan Senen who's coming, um, who is a phenomenal martial artist and like, gosh, my God, he can move fast and hit hard. Um, we've got some great people coming. Um, and just looking forward to the opportunity to, to catch up with them. And, and the people who went there last year, the people who, who at the stage are still coming, to let them give them space to do some teaching themselves. So we open it up and let people um, train with who they want to train with. And we round robin it. So... We're very lucky in that sense, and I'm looking forward to it. At this stage, it's, it's all go. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, closing thoughts, bro. You've got four minutes, and your time? Four minutes. Begins now.
So let me get back to 58, sorry to cut you off there, bro. Um, no, that's, that's, that's perfect, that's where I was going to leave it. Um, hey, bro, bro, I'm looking forward to it. Let's do more of these. Let's make it our podcast rather than mine. Hey, guys, holler, check out our Facebook page. Stay stay safe. Uh, do what you need to in this current situation with the corona. Um, thanks, bro. It's always choice to catch up, man. I'm looking no, forward to good. doing some more. Thanks so much. Sorry for the, the cut in there, bro. We've, I've no, got, that's all good. We'll go, yeah. Cheers for listening, all nine of you. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for, thanks for seven of them being you and two of them being yeah. me. <laughs> Thanks.